everybody, welcome to the Gather Podcast. This is Autumn Casiglia and I'm the Adult Ministry Director here at Faith. And we just wanna gather together in any way we can. We wanna gather either online or in person when that's possible. So today we get to meet with Dave and Kristen, talk a little bit about their marriage and also their lives and what they do here at Faith in ministry. So Dave, I'm going to have you introduce Kristen, and Kristen gets to introduce you. Um, this is my lovely wife, Kristen Frank. We've been married for 15 years, and um, almost. almost 15 <laughs> years. And um, since uh, getting married and um, growing up here at Faith, both of us have really grown up here. Um, we have four awesome daughters, Addison, Kendall, Har uh, Brooklyn, and Harper. And um, they're, they're 11, 9, uh, 6, and 3. Wow, good job. Thank you. Thank you. And okay. one of the things that's been um, just really great for us is um, getting to do ministry together. So my wife actually uh, currently is the leader of um, the facilitator of, what do we call that thing? Child care. Child care. The nursery. Uh, the nursery, right. And um, she, she helps uh, welcome all the two and unders here to Faith and uh, gives them an awesome environment. And she has a, a great team of people who, who are just love these kids really well. And um, so that's currently what she's doing here at Faith. This is Dave, uh, my husband. And we, like he said, he covered that. We've been married for almost 15 years. Um, but he, like he said, we both have grown up here and been able to do ministry here together, apart first and then together. Uh, so he is was the student minister then for 22 yeah, about, years. About 20 years, yeah. And uh, now is men's ministry, community, everything. I don't know. Yeah, mm -hmm. All the things, here. small groups. Yeah. He also enjoys lots of other things, lawn care. Mm -hmm. Now with uh, he started a business with our girls, which has been very exciting to see them get involved in and do. And so for me, I met them when I was 18. And I was their youth leader. And so we grew up together too. So now 15 years later, you know, I, cause Joe and I look at each other all the time and we go, this is like the biggest decision that you make yep. is who you marry next to following Jesus. Absolutely. You know, right? the second one. Yeah. And yep. so we always like, so now 15 years later, what do you just really appreciate about each other? I would say that it's still, and not to say that marriage is easy. I don't want to make it to sound like it's not, but it still is easy for us. I still want to talk to him. We have to find creative ways to you know, talk without our children. We have children that listen all the time, yep. no matter where they are in the house. But still, to that degree, we yeah. still want to talk to each other. We still want to do things together. We've learned to love you know, hobby, bike riding together. We find ways to, that we still actually want to spend time together. Yeah, you know, so. um, the line is, you know, she's my favoriteest person. One of the things that's been very interesting, um, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit more, but like, I literally re realized she wants nothing but the best for me. She wants me to be the healthiest version of myself physically, the healthiest person I can be emotionally. She wants me to succeed in everything that I do. And, um, and what that kind of did once I started to understand that is, is like, so when she would lean into things and, and I'm learning and, I, and I'm trying to get better and better about this is I'm learning to shut up and say, okay, 
she's only saying this because she's 110% in my corner. So I really need to weigh that out. Mm -hmm. And so when I, it has changed how I push back because I'm saying, okay, I think I hear what you're saying now, but let me share my other perspective on this or whatever. And, and I'm more argumentative and, 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 and bullish and so forth. And so I try to, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm trying to get better about that. But like at the end of the day, it's like she's heavily invested in my success. And, and that's been, you know, now 15 years into it, it's like, man, you know, what a wonderful spot to be in. And uh, it's like, and that's been, that's been hugely helpful. It's like, all I'm doing is looking forward to the future with her. I think what you said is just so powerful because what I hear so many times as a husband is like, why can't they just unconditionally love me? Why can't, you know, and I'm like, okay, so I got to help the woman to hear that the way you're communicating isn't being received, but you're saying like, I changed my mindset to see that whatever she's communicating to me is for my good. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it, there is unconditional love in that, but it's like for my good. And it's like, it's a different place to be in. And I, I hear from, from the women sometimes, like they want feedback from their husbands, but men and women think very differently. Yeah, about it, how to relate. Women are like the, the thermometer of the relationship and we're like, okay, like, but this could make it so much better. Like, this is awesome, but it could be better. And men are like, why does she keep raising the bar? And, and depending, and depending <laughs> you know? where you're at in your, your relationship, uh -huh. that's either another brick getting put on your shoulders right. or it's, a, it's someone who's helping you get taller, mm -hmm. right? And, the, and there's a lot baked into that cake about how you're all feeling about each other, what's going on in the home. Trust, yeah. yeah. and But like at mm -hmm. the end of it, it's like she could slowly poison me over a year and, or kill me in my sleep, and she's choosing not to. <laughs> so the is reason is, is she wants me around, mm -hmm. so I'm going to hear what she says and, and take that to heart, you know? So All right. right, so tell us about your girls a little bit. So we have four. The house is very loud all the time. Uh, Addison's 11. Kendall will be nine next week. Uh, Brooklyn is six and a half. Going on, they're all going on much older yeah. in their head than they are. And Harper is three. So and you are virtual schooling we are. at home. And that was a big part of why I brought you on too, is because yes. we've said at Faith that what matters most is the culture in your home and bringing Jesus into every relationship, especially your relationships in your home. More so than the curriculum you choose or what type of schooling you choose. And so we've talked about homeschooling and we want to make sure we talk about like virtual schooling with the public schools and how that's going and how you guys are managing and juggling. This is horrible. <laughs> I'm not it, laughing. No, it, it's just, uh, and yeah. okay, let me just say it. She's doing everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ask him, Adam. ask him how it's going. Yes. I can't stand it. Our kids never leave our house. They don't go away. Um, they're, you know, between technology not working some days, uh, teachers trying to navigate, like, it, sometimes you hear the teacher go, okay, that's great, can you please quit being upside down on your couch? You hear them talking to these kids. You know, like, it, my heart goes out to them because, you know, they, they were trained and set to do a traditional model in okay, the classroom. I'm going to interrupt you for a minute. Okay. He has no idea how it's going. I, no I have no idea. I really but don't. I'm laughing, just to be clear, I'm laughing because it's Dave, not yes. laughing because it's so oh, horrible, because yeah. I've talked to lots of yeah, families. No, it is hard. You can laugh at him all I wrote uh, an email for kids ministry a couple, like probably in September. And I said, and I still stand by it, it's going better than you could have told me it was going to go. Yeah. And I do stand by that most days. 
I've learned to prioritize things on my own. And that sometimes is separate. You know, we've taken mental health days for my kids, meaning I took them on field trips. I let our teachers know, hey, I'm taking them to a hike. I'm taking them, to, you know, we took them to Green, I took them to Greenfield Village. We let them get off early the other day for an hour. And I take the liberty that I can make that choice. And really, because, my gosh, we have to get through this season somehow. Um, and I knew this was the right option for us. I, for you guys, because I know I was with you through that process, you prayed about it, you were talking about it, like how do we either include our kids, not include our kids, you know, just praying and asking God what he had for your family. So how did that process come together? He always really wanted to, I don't think it was much of a conversation if you asked him a thought of doing anything different, mm -hmm. um, which is fine to be honest. And so that was a big part for me. I knew mm -hmm. it would be all on me. The reality is he works full time. So regardless right. if it was him supporting a different decision or not, I'm the one home 90% of the time. Was feeling like I had to defend the decision or make this big decision and all this. And then I finally had the revelation like, wait, I should ask my kids what they think. My daughter's in fifth grade, you know, Addison's, she's very established in her way of learning and her system and her patterns. And same thing for my third, she's very attached to her little BFF in her class. So I think it had took me a minute to go knowing my kids, knowing the age spread of my kids, also with a three-year-old in the mix, what was going to give us the best shot in this crazy thing. And they all, you know, they might second guess it, you know, we have our days. Um, is this really the best decision? And I still come back to it's working. Yeah, and I think that just plays into how God leads us anyways. Like one step of the, right now, this is the choice. Yep. And you think that's the culture that your family has because you have great relationships in your public school and in those, um, in that community too. And that's part of your life and your rhythm will, and your culture. And I you will say that too has, was a huge part of it. We have developed very good friendships with our peers at the school and not even just that with the staff at the school. Right. I'm friends with almost, you know, most of, almost all of my kids' teachers we've become friends with. We have a very good friend who is a staff, you know, a teacher at the school who we were friends. That definitely weighed in on the decision. We have a community there and I knew we have a good thing. If I was at a different school so or didn't like have my in experience. It together. We are. You know, and so to, yeah, yeah that's. And if I didn't have, if we didn't, I shouldn't say I, if we didn't have that, definitely might it'd be have, a different conversation. It'd be a different conversation mm -hmm. for sure. A couple of things that I know for us. It's like if we were at the end of every night, if we were going, you know, our kids are in bed and we're talking and it just was all bad, we probably would be looking at doing something different, mm -hmm. right? If we were sitting right. there and like sure. every day it's just like, oh, yeah, this, this, and this is wrong, we would, we would look for different options. We would look at private schools, we would look at, you know, going fully virtual, we'd look at homeschooling or whatever. Um, again, how much pain can you manage, right? And we're, we haven't hit our threshold with this yet. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, is like in crisis, one of the things you, you, you get taught to do is like you shorten your time horizon. You know, I had dreams of September 8th or whatever. Mm -hmm. We were going to drop our kids off at school and I was going to take her to Cooper's Hawk at 10 in the morning and we were going to start 11, wine tasting 11. at 11 a.m. because it's like our kids are finally gone after March, right? And that was like, that was my day. I had it on my calendar. I was going to, it was going to be awesome. And then 
You're not going back to school September. <laughs> Why right. is like everything you say I have to have a disclaimer for? He's a really good dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really good dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, <laughs> and so, like, and so, like, this is, and so, but again, so now we're not even talking about, mm-hmm. we're not even talking about after Christmas break at this point. No. There's no point. Shorten your time horizon. Let's get through tonight. If that's as much as we can go for, it's tonight. Maybe we can talk about the end of this week. We, and everyone's gotten really good with understanding plans get canceled now. Things have to change, and you got to give people that room. And so if you guys are feeling it, if you're, like, in that pressure, it's like my, my encouragement to you is just work on today, and then, you know, whatever. No one knows what we're doing right and now. And you're feeling me now to speak in that he is a good dad, I promise you. But it, it's the idea, like, <laughs> yeah. and when we talk about big picture and priorities and things with our kids, to be quite honest, education isn't high on his list. No. Over, and I don't mean that to minimize education by any means. That's not what he does. But it's he wants. Do they love Jesus? Are they their character building? He's developing a lawn care business with Addison to teach you know life skills, and can they talk to other adults and humans and behave? Yeah, let's talk like, about that. Yeah. All of that is very yeah. so we balance each other. So I don't take it as a burden that I'm managing more of the education side of it. He knows play to our strengths. So Dave, talk about your lawn care business and your yeah. vision for the kids. Oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. We so don't we, have enough time. Yeah, so we started a uh, we started a uh, LLC. Uh, that's a, a limited liability corporation called Four Little Ladies Lawn Care, and uh, we are marketing really our subdivision. The idea is is that one day a week, that's all this business will be. It's a one day a week business. Is that I will cut grass in our sub. And with the desire that my daughters will be able to enter the business, we said age 10. The reason I'm doing this, again, 20 years of people sharing things with me and and learning from other adults is when your kids enter into the teenage years, that's when you want to be around them the least and they want to be around you the least. But that's when you need to be around each other the most. Mm -hmm. This is the tension. We've seen this play out Mm -hmm. thousands of times with, with people. So in the back of my mind, what I'm trying to do is create a system where my daughters can make more money than working a regular job, where they can, and then on the days when I don't want to talk to them and they don't want to talk to me, we do have to go cut lawns. You know, this is an opportunity. As guys, we, we talk better when we're shoulder to shoulder. We talk better while we're doing things. And it's like, we're going to go out and we're going to grind together and we're going to do these things together. And you know what? It's been interesting because when, when my daughter sees me getting soaked with sweat doing a job at the end of she goes, Dad, you're working really hard. I go, yeah, I want to take care of you guys. And she's starting to see that that's what's going on, right? And she's going to Disney pre- money. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's going to appreciate that differently. The other yeah. thing is, is that we're, um, so it's going to help us be around each other when we don't want to be around each other. That's my, that's my heart with it. Then all the things that are great that happen on top of this is like, next year Addison's going to get a decision. She's going to get her own four customers. Now, she can either take them or not, but she's going to get 90% of that money if she does it. But she has to take on these responsibilities and do this thing. What's most important for me, one of the things that's most important for me, we joke about the education thing. I want my kids to read. I want my kids to write. I want them to know how to comprehend thoughts, all those great things. But I want my adults to be able to look, my kids to look an adult in the eye and have a conversation with them. Because that is what's going to open up the most amount of opportunities to them as they get older. You're teaching her to work hard and you're together, so you're going to talk oh. more. Oh and my how gosh. many, I mean, 10 minutes a day is what the average dad spends with their 
daughters. And I, I never forget it. Like at the end of it, mm-hmm. we're not, we're, you know, she wanted mm-hmm. a Slurpee or whatever. It was a hot summer day. And we sat in my car after we finished all the lawns. She, she only did the last six with me. And then we're, we're sitting there, it's 90 degrees and we're drinking a Slurpee and we're just looking out the window in the 7-Eleven parking lot talking about anything. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know, what's Joe's line? It's not quality time versus quantity. It's both. And it's like in that moment, I'm getting both. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, just so wonderful. Yeah, so that's wonderful. what I love. Okay, so, so I also know you guys are doing some fun things to bring joy into your family by bringing joy to other people. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that too. This started, well, I started, the, we started in the spring, the idea of a friend of mine had the idea of joy bombing. So in the spring, it was when we couldn't see people, fear was surrounded by us, like we're all at home, we're stuck at home, whatnot. We started delivering donuts to some friends. So my kids, kids very quickly got on the idea, like they loved joy bombing. Mm-hmm. So we did that then. Then it kind of tabled for the summer until recently. And then he had this idea last month or a couple weeks ago. So we did it again in the fall, but a little more intentionally this time. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'll give kudos to him where he, we made French toast, like kind of a breakfast for families and a couple of the families were ones that had had experienced COVID either directly or were quarantined or whatnot. That was um, kind of our intentionality behind it. And so Addison and one of our uh, friends could maiden made four or five, four Mm -hmm. or five French toast casseroles one day last weekend. And then we went around and they delivered them to their front porch with orange juice and you, they, I said they. No, like and, appreciation. Oh. It, it, no, and, it, so we just. And, I like he's yeah, say, um, <laughs> But here's the thing. We are sitting there and I'm looking at it and it's like, okay, so we get a bottle of champagne, a bottle of orange juice, and a French toast casserole. Drop that on your porch. Some mimosas in the morning, right? And, and you know, orange juice and, and, and this casserole that these kids get to have. And what we're trying to do is not just go to the people that we, we are tight with, right? but also the people that have been in our lives and we're starting to interact with them differently. So uh, a neighbor a couple streets over, really cool family. We call them the J family because everyone starts with the letter J and so forth. And I'm still trying to learn their names or whatever. So me and Brooklyn go over to the J families and we deliver it to them. And, and they really appreciate, you know, give them heating instructions. You gotta give ingredients nowadays so that people know what's in it because paleo and allergies or whatever. You yeah, know? I would like a gluten-free, dairy-free. Version. Yeah, we're not gonna yeah, help you, sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't and, know how to do that. And so, so <laughs> you know, our kitchen was like the scene of Ratatouille because they're making this and all the kids were running around and it was really chaotic and stuff's all over. And it was like, oh my gosh, how fun is this? And the nice thing about during COVID is everyone's home. And like, so every person we went to, they were actually home. That would have never happened on a Saturday afternoon to go hit four different houses and all these people be there. And so that's, um, and so again, in that, we're trying to let our kids kind of name the ideas. It's like, I said, do you think we can make a French toast casserole? Yes. That means you're doing it. I'm not. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's see, you know, whatever. And so um, I'm so excited for this thing, as you can see. As you can see. Okay, I love that we talked about so many different things with Dave and Kristen today. And I hope something in that encouraged you right now during this 2020 season where we all need a book club or something to bring us joy or something to kind of tell us we don't have to take everything so seriously. And I think that's what Dave and Kristen really brought us today is that, you know, if you're if you are, you know, working with a public school and you're trying to do school at home, or if you're homeschooling, just adapt to what the needs are of your kids and um, run with it. And we just want to support you here at Faith in any way we can. 
like, follow, subscribe, comment. We would love for you to join in and to know how um, we can serve you better. Have a great day, everybody.